Hello, listeners. Why not consider being a beloved Patreon and enjoy all the benefits that our Patreon site has to offer? You can do this by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash promoter mouths and for just £1 per week or £4 a month, you can enjoy some extra content and our eternal gratitude. Hello, this is Nick Helm and I'm a big fan of the Promoter Mouths podcast with Pablo and Kai. Is that right? Cool. It's that time again, Pablo, for episode number 25 of the Promoter Mouths podcast. Good evening. Good evening, Kai. Firstly, are you okay? I'm okay, thanks. Good. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad you've asked. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd like to ask. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those weeks, isn't it, where we just got to check in on each other. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are you feeling sad? No, I'm fine. I think the world has carried on spinning despite us possibly not being okay. Because I know one person certainly isn't. Yeah, that's right. He shouldn't have been bumming the runner, should he? <laughs> it, well, yeah, I, I think it's fine to bum the runner if if you're into bumming runners. Just uh, if, if if it's underage runners, that's not on, is it? I found it increasingly difficult to get a runner for this show. You don't have a runner. You 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 have to. Uh, be unwise and not illegal to yourself, mate. We are appealing to all the demographics <laughs> this evening, Pablo. Do, do you know what we are? We're two comprehensive school kids who's got to like late forties, early fifties, and ended up on a podcast. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. That's exactly what's happened. I, and I, I think uh, fair play to us. Yeah, yeah. Although smashing it. Although I know, uh, you know, a year or two ago, you were surprised to discover that I went to a normal school. Yeah, I know, you've got a funny posh voice. Ah, yeah, I did, I went to a proper school and you still didn't believe me. You thought I was just doing that just to fit in. Yeah, you can't have always talked like that, though, if you're from the West Country and went to a comprehensive. Well, I have, I managed to, to swerve it by not having any friends, it's having to speak to people. I mean, look, <laughs> I don't wish to sound unkind, but this is going to sound very unkind. If you sounded like that, as well as being ginger at a comprehensive school, you must have had a tough old time, mate. Well, I, I, I got through it. <laughs> Kai, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we go on, we must thank our new admirer of the podcast. Who's this? Is this someone that we've never mentioned before? Somebody we haven't mentioned before, um, who I bumped into uh, in London oh, right. at the Comedy Store. Oh, and it was, uh, it was Nick Helm who just introduced our podcast. Ah! Yes, yes, of course. And once again, it never fails to amaze me, the people that just seem to just collar me and say, oh, I love the podcast. Yeah. Can I just... Just do an intro for you. Yeah, it's beautiful, That's... isn't it? it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. That If you want to do an intro and you're famous, uh, just get in touch, uh... I cost Kai randomly, because that seems to happen a lot. It does happen a lot. They, they're like, are you that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you Pablo, they say. And I'm going, no, no, I'm the other one. They say, oh, yeah, thanks. Weirdly, that only really happens to me in London. <laughs> or Chedgrave. Yeah, yeah, right. Doug Stanhope 
uh, the famous American comedian, I say famous in inverted commas, is a bit of a cult comic. He he says quite often he only ever feels famous about 100 metres away from whatever venue he's, he's performing in. Everywhere else he can just wander around. Okay. Are you comparing yourself to Doug? Well, only in as so much as, like, it's starting to feel a bit like Doug Stanhope near his one, one of his venues in and around Loddon. We've got a core listenership there. But if you're from beyond Loddon, like, you know, uh, say Bungay or <laughs> or uh, Poringland, um, or even further afield, like Lower Stuffed. Yeah, or, or like miles away, like Cromer. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you can feel involved and you, you can enjoy, you get, just get in touch and be, get, get, get in amongst it. You don't have to go to the White Horse or, or the Swan to be involved in this. You, you, you can be from any part of the planet. We don't mind. Yeah, it does help though, doesn't it? Yeah, it, well, it, well it, you know, it's nice for us. And when we talk about the local bit, we have, uh, you know, it's relevant to sort of local people. Yeah, but, but most, most of it's not about the local bit, though. But I think there are people from miles around who have local stuff in their own area. And I think they, they are probably slightly uh, jealous of the fact that we've come up first with doing local yeah, we're definitely trailblazers, aren't we? You know, when yeah, we do yeah. that stuff about like the chip shop, yeah, and uh, the new barbers, the the new barbers. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's, it's great content. Oh, it is. I mean, it, they come back for more. <laughs> they come back for more uh, every time. Oh, I'll tell you what, we have got though. What's that? You got in touch with somebody, didn't you? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Well, this harks back to a previous episode. Um, uh, when I tried re- reading out the uh, the format of the pod in a in a voice akin to Toby Foster, do we call that guy? I do. It was brilliant. Oh, you, you didn't say that at the time, but yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I do agree with you. But, but what would be better than that? I think probably to get, actually get the Toby Foster to maybe read out what. What our intro is all about. What Toby Foster from BBC Radio Sheffield, breakfast host for over 20 years, and a comedian and stalwart of the uh, UK's comedy industry, that v- very same Toby Foster. That that guy. Yeah, yeah. But he wouldn't do it, would he? Well, let's see. Yeah. Well, you see, the thing is, I'm sat here with Chelsea Ward. Hello. I did mention the other day, whilst on the radio, in fact, uh, the podcast. What's nothing? You did, yes. The podcast, where where the the chaps have, obviously, they misunderstand, they've got a hearing problem. It's uh, it's called the comedy, uh, the promoter mouths. Mm Mm-hmm. And they do that thing where somebody goes, Toby Foster sounds like this, and I obviously don't. Which is accurate, you do. It's nothing like. Uh, now, th- th- I do think the last time they heard me was when I had laryngitis. Right. So it would have sounded worse. But also, I've done a breakfast show for, you know, 22 years. Excuses so is all I can hear there. Do tend to talk a lot. But that's not the point. The point is they went, Tommy Foster sounds like this. And I, and I don't. And they did it on their podcast and they said, let's get him to record something. So I'm going to record something for them. Okay. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, we've joined together with the joint aim of banging on about the UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. <laughs> they can pick the bombs out of that, can't they? 
Uh, so that was Toby Foster there. That was Toby. Thank you, Toby. Thank you very much. He does have such a voice for radio, doesn't he? Yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> stop! You can stop now. The yeah. the the listeners have have uh, have heard the master at work. How do you reckon he gets that voice? I think he gargles with uh, gravels and chippings. Yeah, maybe. every morning. Shall we uh, tell them what's coming up? Yeah, let's do this. We're going to have a week roundup. Uh, praise be. Comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Uh, parking like a twat in London and Chedgrave. Opinion whores. Hellfire and damnation. And contrition. Yeah. Have we got something on the list for everything today? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, right. I, uh, have we got much local stuff? We, we, no, we haven't got much. You haven't put anything on there? <laughs> I've not been around. I've been sitting in the garden drinking beer. Okay. I can put that in if you, you want. You took my advice to not go onto the Google Docs when you've been drinking, and now we've got nothing. I put some stuff on earlier. Let's go on to our week roundup. Yes. You've put R2-D2. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how much detail to go into this, but R2-D2's dominated my week. Why? Uh, um, well, there's a new gizmo in the kitchen that looks like R2-D2. And it's 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 a it's it's a newfangled air fryer thing. Ooh, air fryer! It's not just an air fryer. I I I bought a new air fryer about a month ago, and then this thing's turned up. It's called a Ninja, right? And it's got different compartments in it and different settings. So was your air fryer not good enough, or was it no. so good that you had to upgrade? Well, the, the old air fryer got broken. So I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll do do the nice thing and buy a new one, like for like. And then a few days later, this bloody R2-D2 thing turns up and right. it's sitting on top of the proper cooker. So has it got two two trays and you can do separate things? You can cook the chips and the chicken at the same time? Yeah, sort of. And it's it's got, like, more dials. So you, you can, fr- like, fry things on it and you can serve things on it and you can, um, oh, I don't know. Oh. It's complicated. I've not been like doing it, but honestly, most of the chatter in the house is about uh, um, the, the ninja and what it cooked. There's been more scones cooked in Norfolk this week than there ever has before. Scones? Yeah. Do you say scone or you scone? I say scone. Yeah, good. Yeah, but there will be people listening who are shouting now at their phones going, mm. no, it's scones. Yeah, I might have said scone years ago. I honestly can't remember which way around it is. I'll have some scones. I get mixed up scones. with Bowie and Bowie. Mm. Scone, scone. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, growing up and microwaves were quite a big thing. Oh, yeah. And I, my dad bought a microwave and the cookbooks to go with it and all the little pots and lids and things that you can cook stuff in. So there was a period of time where there was all sorts of odd stuff being microwaved and zapped in the kitchen. Yeah, like anemic chickens. Yeah. I remember that. Everything yeah. could be microwaved suddenly, but yeah. they, it couldn't really. Yeah, and no, this is what you find. Isn't yeah, it? and the air fryer is a little bit like that. Yeah, it is. You know, you see people going, oh, look, I've just put a chicken in. It only took an hour, and it come out looking like this, and then yeah. they cut into it, and it's just dried out yeah. shite. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had some lovely meals, so I can't really complain. This is this isn't going into the, uh, you know, pits of hell. This one. I'm just saying, R two D two's dominated my life this week. And I think you've you're probably yeah you've got to say there's been some lovely meals because otherwise you're not going to eat again, are you? 
for a month. I, I can cook myself. I think you might end up having to. Yeah, well. You if you complain once about anything that comes out of that air fryer, you know what's going to happen. Right? Yeah. The ninja. I've not come across one of those. No. Oh, We've well. got an air fryer. It's all right. Yeah. Does the trick. Well, you know. Doesn't do much that an oven doesn't do. Uh, well, apparently it does it better and quicker. Okay. So it is, it's definitely the newfangled thing. But uh, it's, uh, it's you know, as, as long as everybody's happy, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're all happy, <laughs> family Pablo, as long yeah. as you're all happy. And we are. <laughs> Should we leave it there? Oh, I don't know, I might get in trouble for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you started out saying you might get in trouble, yeah. and now you're convinced you will. Yeah, probably. Okay. No, it's, I've, had, I've had some lovely scones. In all seriousness, some of the cheese scones coming out of that thing have been lovely. Yeah, but you can only have so many cheese scones in a week, can't you? I think it just just amuses me that it looks like R2-D2. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it sounded like I was moaning. It Well, it sort of did. But, yeah. but no, they, they are a miracle, and I think loads of people love them. Yeah. Air fryers. Mm. No, this is a ninja. It's different. Oh, is it not an air fryer? It's not it's a ninja. I don't, I don't know what... I, th- I think it works by actual magic. Are people listening to this now going, oh, he's got a ninja, he's doing rather well for himself? I didn't, of... No, I didn't buy it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's got a ninja. Someone's doing rather well for themselves. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I, yeah. bet. I don't know how much they are. I don't, as I say, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't either. People yeah. are going to be Googling that now to see what you've got. Yeah. And going, oh, no, he's... he's Ladies, average. <laughs> Say, ladies. Anybody interested in cooking um, will be looking that up and go, oh, fancy that, you know, fancy a, a new gizmo. Have you, have you still got a George Foreman grill? Never had one. Yeah, I had one. I used it for a bit. I used to have a Breville sandwich maker. That's as close as I got to a thing like that. Where you? Yeah, there's still one in our house. The panini maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all right, they are. But then we bought some KitchenAid stuff. We've got a KitchenAid toaster that does nice toasties. What's KitchenAid? Is that like Live Aid, but for kitchens? Yeah, just like that, Pablo. <laughs> now, people listening, if they know what KitchenAid is, they'll be going, ooh, he's doing rather well for himself. Yeah, it, it pings, and the, and it lowers the toast for you. You don't even have to get any repetitive strain. What? Sliding down any sliders. Oh, is it, I like one of these things that you get in a hotel. When when it either burns your toast or doesn't cook it, well, no, you pop it in, it goes down, and then it cooks it and brings it up. And if you if you're not there when it comes up, after about thirty seconds, it lowers it down, keep it warm. It, what this is a toaster, a toaster, yeah. controlled by a poltergeist, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Did you think when you was uh, getting bullied at your comprehensive school that you'd ever ever have these kitchen utensils? No, or, uh, they're not utensils, are they? Kitchen. Gizmos. Gizmos. No, not at all. Yeah, well, you know, living the dream. If my if, if they could see me now, they'd be going, oh, somebody's doing all right for himself. We've put quality gigs. Yes, you've put quality gigs. Oh, did I put that? Yeah, I think you have, haven't you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, yes. I've, I've had a week off, more or less. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. must be me then. Yeah, I had a couple of good ones. Yes. We had Mitch Ben down. He was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved him. I, I, I haven't gone, but I have seen Mitch before a couple of times. Yeah, I thought you might pop over on the Thursday, but uh, they were they were two really, really good gigs. Yeah. And Dan Evans was on as well. And I'll tell you what, I've never seen anyone sell so much merch after one of my gigs as Dan Evans. Really? He had books. 
and he sneaked it in there just before he left. He goes, oh, uh, oh, just before I go. And then he tagged a gag on at the end. He goes, I've got a couple of books that I've written, uh, detective novels, uh, Tales from the Casebook of D.I. Snaith. And it's Dan Evans, and he was signing books, and he had a little steady stream of people buying his books, and he gave me one, and he signed it. Uh, He did that thing where he was going, do you want one? And I was like, is he going to make me pay for this? So I wasn't too sure. (laughs) And I sort of, and he goes, no, you you can have one. You do read, don't you? And I goes, yeah, I read. Uh, And then he gave me one anyway. And sure enough, I had a little read of it for the next gig. It's really quite quite funny. And I, I recommend anyone gets one. What's it called? Tales from the Casebook of D.I. Snaith. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it, he is um, a comedy writer, isn't he? I mean, he he uh, famously writes for Milton Jones. Brilliant. There's some really funny stuff in here. And he was. And the next day, uh, he did the same thing at the end. He goes, oh, I've got some books to sell if anyone wants them. They're only a fiver. And, uh, and then I went on after and I said, yeah, do. It's really funny. And he was surprised that I'd read any of it. He goes, oh, you did read some? Because I went up and I said, yeah, there's a funny thing in here uh, where, you, uh, where he mentions... Uh, something about Keith Moon. Oh, yeah. Where they play a game of Keith Moon. What's that, then? Um, it's where the police officers play a couple of rounds of Keith Moon, it's called, and they go into the cell with two truncheons, one in each hand. Oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And the rest I'll leave up to your imagination. Yeah, well, I, I think that back, go, going back to the 90s, I think I, I was a participant in such a game. <laughs> But that's another story for another day. Yeah, yeah, save that one. Yeah. So, yeah, do uh, if you are listening, do um, check it out. We'll put a little link to Dan Evans' shop or whatever he's got. And get yourself a copy. It's a lovely little read. He's got a very good way with words. Yeah, he with, certainly has, yeah. Which is a bonus for someone writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> and a comic. Always, always, uh, always helpful. Yeah. I'll tell you what, and, and we also had the... The Comedy Store, Cray Cray Cabaret at the Comedy Store on Tuesday. Brilliant. And you had a fantastic Mick Helm. Yes. Who we heard earlier. How, Absolutely. How, how was it? First time I met him, he's a lovely bloke, isn't he? I've, I've, well, not, I've not actually met him, so yeah. he's, he's a nice fellow, is he? Yeah, the persona you see on telly often, uh, well, it's nothing like, obviously, it's, uh, we say that a lot, but uh, nothing like you get backstage. And, um, yeah, he, he was very calm on, the, uh, on, on, on our intro there. He was, yeah. I was hoping you'd get him to do a shouty one. But I'm still grateful for getting a Nick Helm one, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, though. The one thing that I noticed from the comedy store, uh, the Cray Cray at the comedy store, was it's not the same gig without the lovely Phil Nickel. Yeah. It's his baby. He's put a stamp on it, hasn't he? He's put his own personal stamp. And it was very noticeable. Yeah, well, it'll it'll take time to sort of uh, uh, get something together. He he is the gig's like a comedian. It finds its voice. He is the Cray Cray. Yeah. And the well, band of the cabaret. Well, he was definitely a voice of it, wasn't he, from what I can tell. So. Yeah. And so. he was, he was, uh, yeah, he was there in spirit. Mm. And uh, I can't wait to get back to doing it when he's, uh, when he's there again, when, yeah. he, when he, when he returns. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we had, uh, we had Shazia Mirza. Yeah. Um, Elvis Leslie. All right. That was a lovely turn in the middle. Then we had Marcus Birdman. Oh right, yeah. Fresh he, off his uh, Britain's Got Talent. Did he do his? Did he do any uh, dancing? No, he didn't oh, do any dancing. Shame, he sang yeah. a little song. Yeah. Uh, we also had Abby Clark. She's got hundreds of thousands of uh, Twitter followers. Oh, social media lady. Yeah, is she? she is okay, yeah, um, right. with Off the Curb, and uh, yeah, it would it would have been nice if she tweeted about the gig. I think that does help get people in. 
doesn't it? When people have quite an influence when they share stuff around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if they don't, then they don't. But it does help, I think. We would maybe have had a few more in. Um, and closing the show was Ben Norris. He had about nine songs. Really? Nine yeah. songs? Which he gave us on the Sunday for, for David to compose and help him with. It's like Ben Springsteen. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he, so he was playing away. Um, yeah, and I had to get my train, so I didn't see the end of the gig. Oh, right. Uh, but, uh, Is he still playing now? He's probably still on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, so uh, that was that. Yeah, that was that was Cray Cray. Yeah. Um, and then we got a bit of a break. And then when when uh, when Phil comes back, I think we'll uh, yeah, I tell you we'll what, be flying. Just going down to London is it's it's a bizarre thing. I mean, I I haven't told you. I don't think, but I I was in Oxbridge earlier today for for the day job. Oh, were you? And for some for a gentle soul like me, who I mean, I used to live in London in in in, in the nineties, and uh, yeah, different times. But nowadays, I've I, I've completely acclimatised to the Norfolk life. And so going back there now, it's just an, such an assault on the senses. Yeah. Like, and I am quite sensitive to lots of different noises and, uh, you know, visual things happening all the time. I find I sort of withdraw a little bit. And it's it's just complete madness. You can't withdraw when you're down there, can you? Well, you do sort of. You do. You'll see mad things. And you glance it and go... Oh, well, that's somebody actually having a life-changing moment. I'll just blink and look the other way. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, it's, there's lots of drama, little pockets of drama, lots of noise every, everywhere. And it's just too bloody much. Yeah, yeah. And, and driving back, as soon as I hit Norfolk, Google Maps took me through a, a funny route because there was a diversion. So I ended up coming all the way through Wyndham, right across, through all the country lanes. And it was a... I just felt this great sense of relief to be back over this neck of the woods, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, coming back in. And right. It is a lot quieter. I mean, we've got a fair few listeners in London, but uh, no fair play to you, but oh, honestly. I, I don't know how they cope. No, me too. Day to day. Yeah, exactly. Unless they go just from home to office and back home again. God, even then, I mean, you're out at the maddest time as well, you know, if you do that. But I was there, Uxbridge. What time was it? About sort of two o'clock, something like that. Mm. There from about sort of half one to about three o'clock. Peak of the day, yeah. Something like that. There's all sorts kicking off. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> nothing surprises mind. you though. No, it doesn't. No, you don't buy an island. You know, you know, you see all sorts. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's London. Yeah. You've put cheeky monkeys. Oh yes, yes. Well, this is partly why I'm a little bit jaded, Kai. I bet you are. Yeah, well, a few of us went out last night to uh, uh, Carroll Road, the uh, home of the uh, Norwich football team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had um, the Arctic Monkeys headlining a, a a stadium gig there. I've seen a few things on social media from local people. They, yeah. they said it was quite a show. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a... Uh, the thing is with the Arctic Monkeys, they, they, when they first came out nearly 20 years ago, they were young and they, they had a certain style about them. And they've done that thing that a lot of bands have done and have sort of grown up and become, they've got a slightly more sophisticated, more elaborate sound that you have to sort of try. It's not as instant as the earlier stuff. Mm. So, the, the, But being a big band when they started off, 
the audience want all the all the hits. Absolutely. And then, then they filter it with the stuff off the latest album. And I've said on the, on the here, it sounds like um, a, a film score with pub singing over it, which is probably a little bit unkind, but I tell you what, it's not far off. What's I, it like live? Well, I tell you what, it's much better live. And and I, I, I've been listening. Here's a little bit of a life hack for you. I know you don't go to gigs, Kai, but the, uh, the, the listeners may well do. But if you Google uh, um, UK set list and find out the set list of the band that you're going to see. So if they're going to filter it with a few songs that you've not heard of, play play that set list. Actually, Spotify do this as well. As well. So if you type in an Arctic Monkeys set list, it'll come up with the their latest set list. Well, somebody saved it in there. Yeah, somebody yeah. saved it in. And so you, you can listen to it. So by the time you actually go and listen to it, you're not stood there not recognising any of the tunes. So that's what I did. And it's a good, that's a good hack. Nice. So, so I think that made it a lot. Lot, lot better. Well, what what I will say was uh, a couple of notable things. The set that that they put together was awesome. Like really, really stylish, really atmospheric. Actually, made a lot of sense of their new songs. Actually, their new material because it's sort of like seventies slash eighties sort of lounge uh, kind of theme. If you mm. see what I mean. So that was that was really nice. It looked spectacular, but not in a way where you go and see a band and it's all like they, they, they obviously just got as many likes as they c- could for the budget. They've actually got a really decent atmospheric design. I thought that was good. And also the support slots. Um, you had a band called the Mysterines. Oh yes, I've heard of them. Yeah, from uh, Liverpool actually, isn't it? Really talented and lovely looking female singer. Um, and then a band who you may have heard of been going a good while called The Hives. Yeah. Absolutely fucking awesome. That's not a bad lineup. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. The, the, the Hives were somebody else. I've never seen them before. I had no idea that they were going to be such a. Um, uh, well, the, the front man, one of the best uh, front men I've seen. Are ever. they all getting ready for the festivals now? I bet they're all going off to Glastonbury this week, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, I imagine they probably are. That starts on. Is that next Wednesday? Yeah, well, if you if you're watching it on the telly, the hives come on now. Give give them a bloody look; yeah. they're fantastic. Honestly, I, I mean, it's one of those bands that I've heard of, and then when you watch the set, you think, you, know, you recognise good for sort of four or five of the tunes, you know. Mm. So yeah, that was good. It was good. Very nice. But it meant they did get into one o'clock on a weeknight, so <laughs> absolutely mangled. Now. Yeah, I was the same on Tuesday. I got back here at two, and then I was teaching the next day. Right. I've been teaching and just sitting there. Wanting to close my eyes, you know, when it's like three hours, and then occasionally you just drift, and then you're back in the room. Luckily, they're doing something else while you're doing that. Yeah, it's been a bit of a shocker of a week, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to praise B. Yes. So, uh, what have I put here? Nice rival venues. Yeah. Well, th- this can come come out in the wash sometimes. I met up with a venue which is uh, nearby one of my other venues. Oh yeah. Just just to sort of say we're clashing with each other. We um or over the summer, can we have a chat and yeah. just introduce each other? You know, just eyeball each other and chat things through. Yeah, and we did, and I met a nice chap, and uh, um, yeah, we we explained why we do what we do. Um, how long we've both been there respectively and uh, how we intend to move forwards. And and uh, we we resolved that we'll pick up again. I mean, this year's probably too late to change anything. Are you going to put something on there? No, that's, that's, that's not necessarily the intention. What I will say is that they're currently working with a 
a handful of different comedy promoters, um, none of whom I wish to do Riverdance on their toes. If the opportunity arose without that occurring, then maybe that might be something that could work. Mm. But it's, uh, it's not. It's, nor is it necessary. What what I don't want now is to for me to book um, a series of acts whilst they've got their gigs on, and for the spreads same acts it, spreads it too thin. Doesn't yeah, it? For, for the same acts to be appearing at any time within sort of well a year ideally of, of when I've got them on, <laughs> like you know ten minutes down the road. And it's it's frustrating when it's really exciting to get a gig. Uh, or sorry, to get an act that you really wanted, and then you look up and they're doing all the gigs around the area, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it makes it a bit less special. Yeah, it does. But I've noticed this seems to, it seems to happen, and I put, yeah, of course I'd say this, but it seems to happen um, after I've booked them. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that does happen a lot. You go, oh, oh, oh. oh if he's doing gonna, that one, he might do us. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a little bit of that going on. But they, there could well be... You know, people think about the same things at the same time, don't they? There's, they do. Yeah, they do. Can we book each other's acts? I come along to your gigs and go, oh, oh I've got that. Yes. Yeah. And I come along to your gigs and think, oh, I can't afford that. Yeah. Well, you, you sort it out with Beach, can't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming. Oh, got some good news. What's this? Are ready for this? Oh, no, we have a new <gasps> Patreon. Oh, wow. Yep. They're going up. And our new Patreon for this week is the one and only Mr. Simon Peck of the White Horse in Chedgrave. Hooray! Yes, at last. We need a big hooray thing, don't we, at the end of that? Yeah, but do you know what? Well, you, you, you say that, but um, had he been able to use his own technology to... to to actually process his Patreon membership, then maybe he could have got a chair. He he, he got he enlisted the help of somebody else to press the buttons and probably used his wife's credit card as well, knowing him. Yeah, he's probably. not very good at spending money, but he can certainly he certainly knows how to take it off us, doesn't he? I, I, I bet he knows how to offset it for tax. Yes, that's right. Almost guarantee that's a tax deductible charitable donation. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got to give these guys a Patreon because they talk about my hostility, host, hospitality, hostelry, hostelry, hostelry. Yeah, that's it. That one, yeah. Hostelry. Uh, thank you, Simon Peck. Uh, we know you listen, and we know you will be listening to this. Uh, you do a wonderful job over there, and uh, you, yeah, I'd like to say you did a wonderful job of joining Patreon, but uh, it was uh, Paul Clark. Who was it? Paul Clark. Is that the fellow who owns the factory? No. No, who? No, that's not him. Is it not him? No, it's um, the Wizard of Oz guy. You sent me. You sent me a picture. I'm sure that was Willy Wonka in the picture. Oh, that factory. Yes, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, 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 it's Willy Wonka, isn't it? <laughs> not Wizard of Oz. Willy Wonka. Has he got on Palumpas in there? I don't know what he's got. <laughs> Check his hard drive. I've put on praise be open spot Hassan Al Habib. How oh, you were telling me about this guy? And I've put him on there because I um, I was really impressed, right? He came to do an open spot in Beckles. Yeah. And I picked him up a few days before um, on the socials and he was up for doing it. And he got a train from London to Beckles. And he, the only um, caveat was he wanted to get the 925 train back to London. 
Yeah. Um, which just about works out if we can get him on by nine. Anyway, he got the train. It was a bit delayed. He rocked up about quarter to nine, was on stage about nine, was off stage at ten past nine, was on the train at 25 past nine, back to London. Wow. Um, you know, and that's dedication. I'd say that's dedication. And how did he? How did he do? And he did really, did really, really good. He was, uh, yeah, he was an excellent opening to the second part of the show, and Brilliant. he did ten minutes. And I urge any uh, any promoters to book him. He actually has solid material. It's a bit, it's a little bit edgy. A little, uh, you know, he he talks about his um, his culture and all sorts, and he is. He was bloody brilliant and got a lot of good comments after. But uh, what really impressed me was, uh, you know, as much as his set was just that that turnaround in and out. And it it sort of takes that. Uh, When you see somebody that uh, puts that kind of dedication into it and is prepared to go to, you know, I mean, it's a good gig that you put on, to be fair. And he will travel further for for a lot worse gigs. I I know he he will do, but... If, if he's going to put that much into it, there's every chance he, you know, you could be seeing him. On, yeah, you know. But to get to get from London, high, high up the bill. From London to Beckles, you've got to go via Cambridge, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, nice one, Hassan, because uh, we don't often get that in these little rural parts. You know, if if it's not if they haven't got a lift or or whatever, it is tricky. Uh, but Beckles has got a train station, and you can get. Back to London on the nine twenty-five. That's the last train back. Had he missed wow. it, I said I'd put him up, but um, he was on it. Yeah, well done him. Oh, nice one. And finally, on praise B, you've put parcel force. Parcel force on praise B, not in hell. No, on parcel force. I had a, I sold a thing uh, on good old eBay as yeah. I like to do, and it was a massive thing. It was well, an aircraft, an airline hostess trolley. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Much like, no, there's one behind you. There's one over there. I've got a few of them. An aircraft hostess hostess trolley, which are really good for storing stuff. Anyway, I had one in the the shed, which which I sold. It weighs about nearly 20 kilos, packed. Parcel Force took it. They came to the door and collected it. How much was it to send that up to somewhere up in Leicester or whatever? £12. That's all right, isn't it? That's bloody brilliant. Yeah. I think that's an amazing service. Did it get there? Yep. Got there two days later. Oh, well, that is good. So I'm I'm putting Parcel Force in because I think they're underrated at the moment. I bet better than every. Are you trying to make up for uh, all that moaning you did about the post office last time? Oh, no, they're still a bit shit. <laughs> Let's move on to comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. What are we going here? Well, um... This came up, didn't it? Um, uh, shall I read this out? Yeah, well, I, yeah, it's a bit wordy. I it's a bit wet, wet, yeah. Sometimes it, we just write things down. Oh, well, it's, it's even more wordy now. I'll, I'll just jump in. Compares giving problem punters too much attention and not dealing with bell-end behaviour. Yes, absolutely. That's been happening to a, a, a friend uh, and wonderful act, Karen Bailey. Yeah, I've, I've, I've not met Karen. Did, so, did you uh, get any of that thread? I think I sent it over to you. Yeah, I did. I read that. I, I, I can um, summarise for the listener. What, you may, yeah. yeah. So uh, Karen has been on social media uh, lamenting that she turned up to a gig and uh, one of the first things that she sees is a stag do and I think one of them was wearing a T-shirt saying women, comedians are shit or something yeah, the, like that. Yeah, the compare 
announced what acts were on, and by the time she'd come on stage, he'd, he'd managed to get a T-shirt together which said that. And not only is that just appalling behaviour, but it was sort of supported by the compare who even got the stag on stage and all sorts. And uh, it was uh, not a particularly pleasant experience for somebody who is... Uh, a brilliant compare in her own right, but a, a fantastic act too. And she was closing and giving too much attention to that sort of behavior, which is clearly disruptive behavior um, in favor of maybe making it a night, trying to get them on board might be one of the ways around uh, one, one of the excuses, but yeah, it was just absolute shithouse behavior. Well, really. I think we've got to say that we weren't there. There were two sides to every story yeah, yeah. and we don't know the intent. It could be a little bit of naivety because I was, I was thinking that we'd uh, talk about this, and you know I wasn't there, and I haven't met Karen. I, you vouch for her and say she's very good. Yes, very good. Uh, I'm sure she is, and uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be looking her up because I, I always like a good female act. You always to, like to, my best idea to, to, to yep. com- complicate. Yes, yeah, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you do have some good ideas sometimes. No, I've been trying to get Karen to come here. Um, she was uh, West Mid- uh, Midlands based. Um, Often the calendars don't match or it's just, yeah, just doesn't, the planets don't align. What I was going to say was, I think her lament was that the compare was feeding into this uh, horrible behaviour from the stag do. Um, which, you know, that in itself, if taken on face value, is definitely shit we But could it be possible that it's a naive compare who didn't know how to play it and wanted the guys onside rather than offside? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It could well be, but in in doing so, you know, creating what was not an unworkable room, but certainly what was a, a situation which didn't help what one one iota, really. It, the things that play out on social media, I'm, I'm often very wary of. There are lots of sticks, and there are lots of wrong ends of those sticks. And uh, well, <laughs> in, I, in yeah. the end, you just get a big mess, don't you? She knows it, the game. She's been doing it for. Years and years, and she knows the game enough to know when she's being, yeah, given a shit. I, I saw on the same th- thread that somebody had said something to her, and uh, and I looked at what she said had been said. Then the guy came on and said, "No, that's what not all meant. I meant this." And then you sort of you can sort of see how the wrong end of the stick would have been taken, and and it didn't look like there was any sort of sensible sort of. Uh, but- Conversation going on. I, I think the main point is is about inexperienced compares who maybe I've probably been guilty of doing the same thing. You yeah. know, um, well, you start off being a rubbish compare, you end up being all right. Well, I don't know how much I've improved, but the point is, I think when you do feed the trolls, you're in danger of losing the room. Or if you then try and then try and reprimand them or try and control them, then it can get even worse. That's what I've noticed. You know, a good alpha male compare can sometimes, uh, or more often than not, yeah, you well, know, get get the upper hand. Well, I, I think it's akin to defusing a bomb, isn't it? When when it, if you've got like a stag do and and they're, they're not there for the comedy, they're more there because they're sort of um, I don't know, like one of them's a silverback and the rest are sort of beating the chest around him, and they're mm. using this as a platform to carry on like apes. I think, how, how do you handle that without ruining the gig? Well, I think I, I'm, I mentioned... As, as, as an inexperienced MSC, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I, I think I'd be shit, to, to be honest. I was, I, 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 probably the worst one I had was when I had a load of Matlows from the Navy base in a gig. 
and that was that they they were fairly local to the venue and uh they ruined they were you know they were getting a bit mouthy getting a bit gobby and pissed i kind of did the school teacher thing of turning the the rest of the room almost against that behavior yeah yeah um and that didn't go well no um they were they were all sort of strutting their stuff in the interval and telling me they dodged bullets for me and stuff like that. They'd just come back from Afghanistan. And I was like, well, it doesn't mean you should ruin the fucking gig, mate. Um, that sort of thing. You could get the audience. I thought about doing this myself because, you know, when you always think about what to do afterwards and what you should have done. Mm. I, I had I had one. And I thought, what would have been good was to get everybody to sing Joel Dolce's uh, Shut Up of Your Face line by line after you and pointing at the, the gobshite. Oh, I mean, I've seen similar things done. Okay. Yeah. It's quite like, a b- balloons handed to people saying, like, hold that balloon, and the balloon says, I'm a bell end. That kind of thing. Well, that's mine, one of mine, isn't it? Is that with yours, is it? Yeah. <laughs> the twat balloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just place a helium balloon above their heads with an arrow that says twat. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. works quite well. That worked really well. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Except uh, you encouraging people to be twats. Well, no, no. What, what ended up happening was the, the group started blowing the balloon so it was over my head. <laughs> that was what happened there. That's fair and appropriate. Yeah, yeah, and it did get to me as well. Unfortunately, it didn't happen during any of the acts. It was instantly back at your comprehensive skill. Yeah, right. No, I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't bullied at school, Pablo. I will I will put that straight. I might be short, white and ginger. I was one of the, I, I was one of the kids that was smoking around the back of the, uh, the gas tanks. Uh. That was me. Is that how you got by? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this, Pablo? The beanbag throw show. Yes, I saw this. I saw this as a. Um, do we name the act? If it's shit house, I think we said we wouldn't name it. Well, I don't. I don't. Well, I don't well, think it's it out is. there. I mean, the act's put posters out with his name and face on it, and uh, he's. Uh, and it's not necessarily shit house, is it? That's that's the point. Well, it's not. He's just doing something different, isn't yeah, yeah. he? Um, this is a gig where it's a bit like a gong show, uh, but instead of gonging people or putting cards up, people are given little bean bags and they throw them at the act if they don't like them, and the act with the least amount of bean bags wins, and and the act with the most amount of bean bags also wins something. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong with that? Encouraging <laughs> people to chuck stuff at the act. You reckon he's got insurance? Well, maybe, yeah. Imagine that coming out with, yeah, getting blinded in one eye or something. I did have, once have an act throw a broom at an autistic kid. That was good fun. <laughs> an act through a broom? Who was the act? Uh, Bobby Mayer. Uh, he was brilliant. I love Bobby. And uh, he was he was talking, he was talking to the audience and there was an autistic fellow in, in, in the front row. And he said... Uh, it, 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 is it important that he's autistic, or can he just yeah, be an audience it, member? It is important because um, he he was doing you know what do you do? He said oh uh, like he was because he was going to take the Mickey out of him in a playful way, and then he came out with yeah uh, uh, I help children with autism because uh, I'm also autistic. So then immediately Bobby can't say anything else country about the guy. <laughs> so he got annoyed with the fact that he couldn't say anything about the guy. Worked himself into in, in, worked himself up into such a tiz. Walked off stage, come back on stage with a big broom and lobbed the eye. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good moment. 
But immediately you thought, really ought to get around to sorting out insurance. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get get yourself sorted with your public liability for that one. I, t- I tell you what, though, I was thinking about this. Um, well, the beanbags. Yeah, the beanbags and uh, doing things that are slightly different on on uh, uh, on tried and tested comedy formats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was listening to that other show with the promoters, and there one of the promoters that was on there. It was a chap whose name Stephen Grant. That's it, the, the comedian guy. Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to the interview? I did. He's, he's a very, very eloquent man, and yeah. very interesting to listen to. Well done to the should have been here last week crew. That was a good one. Yeah, no, I did enjoy that. And uh, yeah, I, I, basically, what, what the uh, what Stephen was saying was. Well, if you're running a gig, there's a reason why there's a, they all look the same. If you suddenly start doing a fucking tombola in the middle of it and the acts are too tired at the end, yeah. that, that, might, that could be why. So, yeah, it made me think about that. And uh, So, on the one hand, good for trying something different, mix it up it's a little bit. It's got quite a medieval feel to it, hasn't it? You might as well yeah. give them fruit, well, like tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. But, but where like, where but, will it end? But gong is a bit medieval as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. Just going on and... You know, if you like your guy who travelled all the way from London to Beckles on a train, well, yeah, ten minutes and gone back again. People do that for gongs. No, he did the the on the Monday before my gig, which was on the Thursday. He did the King Gong at the Comedy Store. Right. He did about a minute and a half yeah, and right. was gonged off. And then he got in touch about doing it. I said, "Oh, I saw you at the King Gong." I said, "I'm not going to hold that against you," uh, and booked him anyway because yeah, I'd right. seen videos that were yeah, yeah. far better you know he's got a good 10 15 minutes or more um but yeah yeah there's something quite uh yeah brutal about it the, the the gong format i mean should we describe it for the uh um the, the listeners who perhaps don't know what what the gong format is yeah the one at the comedy store the king gong three people random people in the audience and it changes through the night have red cards and it, if they're not dig in at an act, they just hold the card up, and when they get three cards, they're gonged off. That's just one version. Like like the uh, the X Factor buzzer thing. What's the Beat the Frog one? What's the format there? It's the same deal, isn't it? Don't they chuck a frog at them? No, it's just cards. I've, been, I've actually been to that. It's just people holding up cards. Oh, same sort of thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no frogs are hurting. There's only a frog on the logo. Okay. There's no real frogs. I didn't know if they were chucking frogs around the room. No. Okay, no, no, no. But the, the other thing that it put me in mind of, and I don't know if you've seen these, these restaurants where you go in and get insulted. Oh, yeah. I like, can't stand them. I went to one in Florida, and it was called Dick's Last Resort. And there's a Karen's as well that have come over this country, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But the thing is, if you're going to pay people to work in your restaurant, which is hard enough to do anyway, and then... Just hope that they've got a sense of humour when they haven't. Mm. And this one, this uh, Dick's Last Resort thing, uh, a sense of humour for them is just insulting people. Yeah. I think they just equate, like, having a laugh with roasting. That's what that's what it is to them. I mean, they do the opposite of what you expect. Can I have the bill? No. Or they'll leave it at the end of the table. But then they do some insults. But then some of them I've seen, they're, they're like eating a chip off of their plate. I think yeah, all of this, and like I wouldn't be happy with that. Well, you know, we had this guy come over, and he was like, because it was called, it was built as a comedy restaurant, so you know, we're going here, and he was just this bloke trying to be sarcastic and trying to trying to be insulting in a jokey way. 
but it didn't have a funny bone in his body. Mm. And I thought, this is dangerous. You've, this is Florida. People have guns here. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I mean, if I had a gun there, I'd have, you know, I'd have been tempted. Yeah. Take him out. He was an, unfucky, un, an unfunny fucker. I, I can't see myself ever going to one of those restaurants. Yeah, well, it was an accident, really. I mean, it's a novelty, but I can... Because they've now... I think they've kind of either... Do you think it's improved the brand or spoiled it slightly by having so many uh, clips on the internet? There's a lot of clips now of what they get up to. And so, whereas I might have said, oh, that might be fun, I now know I would hate it with a passion. Well, yeah. Um, And so I wouldn't go in there. So, you know... Maybe if you if you heard it through the grapevine, you might have tried it, but I definitely one hundred percent would not. It's not for me at all. I think the mainstream American humor is definitely not in line with the mainstream British humor. Mm. It's a, it, it's weird. They can't do sarcasm. They they just can't do it. Mm. It's impossible. Somebody got chucked out of one of the Karen diners for calling the waitress fat, was given as good as they got. So they, they were oh, yeah. insulting all the all the guests, and he said something about being fat and ugly, and then the management ejected them for wow. overstepping the mark, mm. making it personal or something. They called her a fat slag or something like that. Yeah, well, she, she may well have been. Um, uh, yeah. Mm. I'm not going in there. She did look a bit of one. Yeah. Yeah. Just bringing back memories of your comprehensive school again. <laughs> <laughs> All the fat slags. (laughs) Acts that blame the audience when things aren't going well. I think it's a really good subject. I've had it a few times. I've been at a gig recently where the novelty wore off. Uh, It wasn't a very busy gig. And the compare went on and made a few comments about it being a bit quiet and the audience needing a bit of a burst of energy, you know, uh, that they didn't quite... They weren't quite on board from the start, so we sort of built them up. But then the next act came on and was really disparaging towards the audience and was quite mean-spirited, and the audience hated that act throughout the set. And they and whereas the act could have got off, they didn't. Um, then a the couple of acts later, um, similar sort of comments were coming out, and then the final act went on and people were leaving Wow. And it was not a pleasant experience. And I, I, they were blaming I, I, the audience. Never blame the audience. I mean, they've they turned up to see you. And without the audience, it, the gig isn't happening. Absolutely. You know. And I think, that I, it, but when it's not even done with a little smile or a smirk, like, they, you know, yeah. it's done because they're disappointed all round and then their jokes aren't landing. And I think you only get a couple of chances to win an audience at the start of, the, of your set yeah. before they're done. Yeah, it was a, it was a an ongoing problem. It sounds like uh, some people had an off night, but you, I've, I've seen it before. It's instinctive. I've been I've, I've been at gigs with open spots, and uh, I remember being an open spot going along with a with a mate of mine, and uh, uh, we were in the downstairs at the King's Head, and uh, great spot, to, great great place to do do an open spot. It's a perfect comedy club in many ways. If you've never been, give it a go. But it's it's a uh, the mate of mine who he used to gig a lot with said something and then an audience member chimed in something back and instantly without he just went, You fucking what, mate? Like that. Like that. And it was really aggressive. 
And then he realised straight away what he'd done. He'd been triggered into going like, and he, okay, yeah, he just he was triggered into saying that, but it was just too aggressive. Then after that, it, it, absolute ice cold room. He just could not win it back. You know, everyone feels awkward for the yeah. guy that was spoken to as well, and it all gets a bit frosty, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching some Jimmy Carr clips where it's like uh, destroys heckler things, um, but they do seem very staged. It's like he's got a plant in the audience because it's not just a comeback. It's a whole what seems like a scripted bit oh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. in response to somebody shouting something out. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, sorry, what was that? And then they say it again and he goes, OK. And then there's like four, five, six lines of, of material. I'm going to open my little can of whoop-ass. That's, and and yeah. it just goes on and you think, surely that's not just a quick comeback. Um, and then you've got people saying, oh, yeah, he's always got plants in the audience. Uh, I, I, th- I think generally, I, I think what it is, he has got a big can of whoop ass. Yeah. And, and and he likes to open it. And if somebody's like gifts, gifts in that. Oh, they're very specific. Have you seen Russell Brand opening his can of whoop ass on uh, Bob Geldof? No. That, oh, that was something to behold. I don't, a... I don't know if you can still find it. Um, it, it, it was years ago. When, Russell Brand hadn't been going that long. He'd just breaking into telly and he was doing an awards ceremony. I think it was something like the Enemy Awards or something like that. It was like not a mainstream award ceremony, but it was good enough to have some A-listers sat there. Uh, Bob Geldof came up to uh, accept a prize and was really disparaging about um, uh, Russell Brand. He, he sort of grabbed the mic and said, I think we can all agree he's a dick or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. And he sat back down. But the thing is, Russell Brand, I might have told you on it before, if this is sounding familiar. No. Russell Brand, Already worked through a whole bit about Bob Geldof and it, that he was he wanted to offload, but couldn't because Bob Geldof at the time was Saint Bob Geldof. Everybody loved him, and he's sort of gone off the uh, gone on the turn a bit nowadays, hasn't he? But at this point, you you couldn't touch him. He, he walked on water. But as soon as he came up and sort of said that, that gave Russell mm. Brand the chance to sort of offload, and he did, and he absolutely killed it, and he went on and on and on. It seemed to go on forever, and the cameras kept going back to um, Bob Geldof. He was just absolutely... you know, Could, he, Couldn't he, compete with that. Yeah, his jaw was dropped. He was like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm being absolutely... <laughs> roasted. <laughs> properly roasted. Properly. Yeah, you know, I'll try and find that. It was very, 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 very good. Yeah, stick it on the Promoter Mouse Facebook page. And if you are listening and haven't been there yet, go and have a look because we put little snippets on. We'd love to hear from you. Let's do Parking Like a Twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. Brackets. Um, your your uh, Facebook page of Parking Like a Twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. Scrolling, it's on the ground. You keep, have you been looking, checking in? <laughs> Every now and then I get a little notification and there's like people... Are you, you, it's, you, you're jumping on there, aren't you? Well, I, I sometimes... It just comes up and it says, oh, you've got... Um, say say hello to your new members because our page, the Promoter Mouths page, is linked to it. So right. that's the admin. And so I just say, welcome on you on you uh, uh, members. Admin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's about 20-odd now. <laughs> it's taken on a life of its own. What, what an eclectic bunch they are. What, what, what are we going to do with that page? What are you going to do with it? It's, <laughs> it's just sitting there. Well, I'll tell you, let's put it out. If you're out there and you're listening to this, uh, go to the Parking Like a Twat in Loddon and Chedgrave in brackets local bit page. And if you've got something that you want us to cover... Just local stuff, isn't well, it? It doesn't well, have to be parking, does it? it, it 
just local stuff, but it could be where you live as well. If you don't live in Loddon or Chedgrave, if you live Timbuktu, wherever, tell us what you'd want want to cover. If it's the you know the literally the price of fish, which we actually did discuss last week. It is a bit deceptive, <laughs> isn't it? Parking like a twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. It will attract parking. You've put uh, King's Head, no service. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's got to go in there. Really? Yeah, you would you would hate it. I went to get an Indian curry. I just want to know what's going on, right? I went to get an Indian curry from the Raj. Yeah. And I did that thing where I thought, oh, I've got 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to pop across and have a pint in the King's Head. I tell you what, if they still had Cobra on draft, you wouldn't have gone across, would you? You'd Probably got, not. You got Yeah, you've got bottles in there and they're like six quid. Yeah. It's not the same. I don't bottle. do that. Yeah, me, so, me neither. So I went across, and it was just after the football. This was on Saturday. So the football had been on. place was empty, yeah. apart from two blokes at the bar. And I stood there for four and a half minutes. That's a long time. If I, was, if I was to now ask you to stand there for four and a half minutes, there was no sign of any staff. I don't know. Were they changing a barrel? I don't know. Didn't yeah, get maybe, served. So maybe. I went out, and I thought, I've only got now ten minutes for my curry. So I popped up to the swan. Yeah. I think it needs to be out there. That's not very good, is it? My old man, bless him, when he was alive, he'd do this. I can't do this. I'm not alpha enough. But if he wasn't getting served and he was in that situation, I'd been with him, he'd just bang on the bar and shout at the top of his voice, and he had a loud voice, he'd go, No beer in here! Like that, really oh. loud. Like, like that. And then he'd come in, like, what? You all right, Dave? I, I should have tried that. I should. And, have... and he'd be stood there with a big smile on his face. He made a joke out of it, but he got his beer. I'd have puffed my chest up and I'd have gone, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anybody serving? I'd say nothing and yeah. whinge about right. it on a podcast. I'm going to go. I'm going to go now. Let's have a bit of a whinge on a podcast. No, I have say anything. <laughs> <laughs> this bit's called... Opinion whores. Lovely. You've put, what constitutes good luck? Yes. Yeah. And so, then you beg the question. Yeah. How is getting shat on by a seagull good luck? Did you get shat on by a seagull? No. Well, I have been. But it it just, you know, it just strikes me that the things that are meant to be lucky, right, aren't lucky, are they? Well, if getting shat on by a seagull is lucky, my car is currently the luckiest car in Loddon. I've been going to Yarmouth now and again, and it gets caked. Like driving around in a big turd. Well, it is. It's been it's been absolutely spattered. Yeah. And I haven't had time to clean it. Do you feel lucky? Do you? Punk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. It doesn't. No. Still got a coolant link. If if you'd shat on it and the coolant leak had stopped, it would have been great. We're back with seagulls again. We are. Always with the seagulls. Yeah. Well, you've you've put that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 I did. I mean, we we could put in here the official. Um, retort from Toby Foster, couldn't we? Uh, yeah. Because he talks at length about the seagull debate. Um, shall we pop it in here so yeah. they can hear what he said? Let, let's do that. But let me tell you how it came about. I mean, it came about because I was listening to their podcast and they asked the question, is it legal to shoot a seagull? That's a reasonable question as far as I'm concerned. Are you wanting me to answer that? What do you reckon? Well, yes. They're rats of the sky, aren't they? Get them down. 
Rats to the sky. I mean, technically, it is illegal, so before you go too far, no, you can't. You can't just shoot birds out the sky. You can if you don't get caught. Well, you, do, you can't just shoot him. You have to, there's a thing called the general licence, and they're not on it. So if they're on the general licence and mm-hmm. they're spoiling something, you can shoot them. So if they're rooks, which are on the general licence, mm-hmm. I know far too much. I've been on local radio all my life. And, and and you're a farmer, you can shoot them. Seagulls, no shooty. So I texted them once. I said, by the way, oh no, I didn't tell you, uh, Facebooked them. I mean, you, you Facebooked them? I can't remember. Okay. Did I use stupid? Tweeted him. Toot toot. Toot toot. I Facebooked them. And I went, no, you can't shoot seagulls. Just thought I'd let you know. Lost a love tub. So you're getting involved for no reason, first I'm of all? I'm sticking me oar in. Fine. Sticking me oar in. So then they, they carried on talking, and they said, well, can you eat them then? And I thought, I've just told you you can't fucking shoot them, I can eat <laughs> You know what I mean? You can't eat a live seagull, can you? Well, no, but if it's dead... Yeah, but he, I've just said you can't shoot them. So you can't think, right, I've got this seagull, I can't shoot it. Do you know what? I'm going to eat it. It's going to put up a fight, isn't it? Well, no, if you whack it into hot water, put lid on it, boil it. So, okay. So I've just said it's illegal to shoot them. Right. But you think that boiling it alive is probably fine? Well, there's no rules to say you can't, is there? Show me the rule book where it says you can't. Well, no, you can't legislate for everything, I suppose, but... I'd have thought that that'll come under something. Like... Torture. Yeah. Yeah. Treating the seagull as a lobster or something. Well, they don't care about the lobsters, so why should they care about the seagulls? Well, you can't, anyway. No, you can't eat them. Fine. Plus, they'll taste of fish. There we go. That's the official word on the street from Toby Foster there. Yes. No, you can't eat them. I know he said that before, but that's that's what it sounds like coming from... That's what his brain sounds like. Mm. What is, uh, and that was his uh, lovely co-host. So, go on. Yeah, so, the good luck thing. Superstition. You tell us you're not superstitious, and then you go on and, and say things like this, and then you're saluting I'm not. I'm not super superstitious. Only about things I'm superstitious. Following black cats around, walking, uh, walking black cats around ladders. That doesn't, doesn't happen, does it? But, yeah, I mean, most of the things that happen to you that's meant to be good luck isn't good luck. Mm. Like, so what, what else is meant like to be what? good luck? Good luck. Is it just bird shit? No, no, birds, a bird shit is one. Oh, that's good luck. I think that's just a way of diffusing somebody's embarrassment. That's lucky, that is. When somebody does that, and you've got bird shit running down your ear, and you're like... Yeah. It's not lucky, is it? It's not lucky. Yeah. Um, any others? I don't know, that's the only well, your one. magpie one? That's, that's literally nothing. Seeing a magpie, that's just like going past a tree. One for sorrow, two for joy... Three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. <laughs> you look very pleased with yourself. Is that why? Why? Why are you so smug about that? That's the uh, that's the magpie thing. Yeah, it is yeah. Do you, do you remember the program when so, you were a kid? So I count them, then I try and remember the song. Do you remember magpie? It was like a shit blue Peter. Yeah. Magpie. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Did the guy have an afro? Bit of an afro haircut. Yeah, big black hair. They look like Leo Sayer. Yes. You'd have been just coming home from school after being bullied all day. No, I wouldn't. For your tea, crispy pancakes and misery. This has been a running theme here. You think <laughs> I was bullied at school? <laughs> was it everything okay at school today, Carrie? Uh, 
Yes, Mum. What do you mean you don't want to do PE? What do you mean you don't want to show me your arms? <laughs> what do you mean you can't sit down? <laughs> I'll tell you, um, I, uh, I once at primary school, this was, uh, we had a quite an old school style, Victorian style PE teacher oh, called Mr. Pitt. Yeah. Right? He was proper, you know, he had long hair coming out of his ears, white hair coming out of his ears and nose and stuff. You know, big old school, old school values. Yeah, yeah. And I kept forgetting my PE kit, probably because I didn't want to do PE, probably because it wasn't washed or I didn't have it all or, you know, I was just being shite. Anyway, one day I told him and he turned around, gave me a backhander across the face and cut my lip. Wow. Um, And still kept his job. Yeah, well... All he had to do was write a letter of apology. Really? Yeah, and then he kept his job for a bit and then he retired. Do do you know what? (laughs) Funnily enough, we were just talking about this last night. Pretty much half of my years at school, kids were getting bloody beaten up left, right and centre with the teachers. That That was a good thing back then. You play a finger on them nowadays, you're fucked. Yeah, you, you you can't even bloody if you use the wrong bloody pronouns now, you bloody knackered, aren't you? Yeah, my dad used to get the the whip or whatever it was, the strap. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now can't even can't even go near him. Now, even if you sort of accidentally brush past one, they'll probably have your job. I think it's a good thing. I mean, I don't think hitting children's a, a good thing. Some of them need it. I know, but some of them you want to. But I mean. You know, some of them deserve it. They all need loving. Some schools are just have lost control. There's kids out there with different values and different needs, and uh, you know, it's teaching is a skill, which clearly you haven't got. <laughs> I've I've never had the need to actually. Yeah, do, do you, do you, but I deserved it. I deserved a backhander, and some kids do, and I think they yeah, but you just can't do it. Do you wish you could hit your pupils? No, because I don't teach in a school now. Yeah. There's been a few in the you past. You still teach kids, though, don't you? Yeah, There's been a few in the past. You don't feel like drop-kicking some of them? No, no, because I, I yeah, don't have to. There's no, There are no repercussions to poor behaviour, really, when I do it one-to-one. What can you do? Go and sit at the bottom of your stairs. <laughs> it doesn't work, you know. You haven't done your homework? Mm, I'll have to put you in detention. It just doesn't happen. Right. You haven't done your homework. Well, yeah. we'll have to do it together now. If then, they won't kick we? off it, you know, and start gobbing off, which must have happened. Um, I just I can walk away, and say I don't need to do I don't need to deal with that. I'm going to go home, and hopefully they'll be a better person tomorrow. You still get bullied now by, by school kids. No, I don't. You keep you keep saying it, <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't. That's, that's, that's... I've got one who's quite violent. Oh. Oh, we were going to do the Philip Schoolfield interview. You've put Schoolfield. Is this yeah. another pun, is it? Well, it's, it's, it's aiming that way, isn't it? Why is it Schoolfield? Because he was... Well, not... well, this is based on his, um, his uh, pastimes, isn't it? I could very quickly summarise all of this, what I feel about it. Do you want me to do He's that? He's done an interview. Have you yeah. seen it? He's done two interviews. And, he, and one of the things he said was, Oh, now I know how Caroline Flack felt. I thought that was very ill judged. Yeah, he's trying to he's but trying to reclaim the narrative of this in in the most ill advised way. Well, funnily enough, people haven't picked up on it. A lot of people have gone, "Yeah, he's got a point with that." But as soon as he said that, I thought, "Oh, hang on a minute, 
This yeah. is uh, and everyone's going back off, back off. Um, when people dare I say it, when people deal that card as a knee jerk to something they've done terribly wrong, it it, it reminds me of a a I did jury service once, and there was a police officer who was a bent copper who had been taking uh, all the out of date medication from the chemists and they have to collect it to dispose of it the methadone stuff and he was giving it to drug addicts for as information. Uh, for, for information and he got caught for it and one of his lines of defense was that he was suicidal yeah, um, right. and and it just came sort of out of the blue and the jury clearly felt that that was all a really serious thing um, but looking back you can see actually that was that was quite a an interesting card to play at that point in the, it was in the trial. It was a card to play, and as soon as as soon as Schofield said about that, I thought you're just playing a card there. Like it, 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 it was un, it's an unnatural thing to say. If you actually felt like that, why bring her into it? And the the, the other the other thing, right? He's, he's done two interviews. People don't talk about this. He, he before he done done the um, BBC interview, which was sort of well choreographed. He did a ropey one with the son the day before, where he's there tugging on a vape. Oh, was that the son one, was it? Yeah. And and he's obviously sold it to the son. He sold his apology to the son. Mm. And, and and I find his apology a bit problematic, because in, in, in his interview with the BBC, he said, uh, on the one hand, he's saying sorry, and he should be sorry to the young lad involved. And then the next breath, he's saying, well, when it, anything did happen, he was 20. So yeah. he was twenty. Then why, why, why is he sorry? I mean, so what is the you know what is what is the big deal then? Well, yeah, you'd have to ask Philip Schofield. It, you know, it, a man he apparently ha- thinks it's a big a big deal. A man has consensual sex with another adult, but the whole deal is that he they think he groomed him from a young age. Well, if he's saying he didn't, then why is he apologising? Mm. You know, there's no apology necessary, is there? So I found that a bit bit of a struggle. I think it's a good chance that uh, the, the the management at this morning have basically said, "You're done with Phil. You're going to shut up. You're going to apologise. Here's a big pile of cash. You're walking off into the sunset. Here's your script." And I, I think it's either that or there's other stuff to come. It's one of the two. Well, that's it. Is there other stuff to come? He says he's not paid him a penny, but then he's paying all his legal fees, yeah. isn't he? That's going to be costing and this hundreds guy, of thousands. And this guy's not said a dicky bird, so there's, a, there's an NDA gone on there as well. It's a mess, isn't it? Absolute mess. Well, he's got enough money to look after himself. It's not all about money, is it? I mean, a lot of people saying that they've, they're feeling sorry for him. I mean, to, to some degree, I, I do feel a bit, you know, a little bit sorry for him. Um if there's nothing else to come out. Yeah. You know, I've got, I mean, people are saying there's a toxic culture this morning and uh, there may well be, and he might just be victim to that. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? Well, he's definitely replaceable. Yeah. And they're going to probably replace him with Alison Hammond, aren't they? Yeah. I yeah. can't stand her freaking laugh. It just goes through me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not good telly laughter, is it? Uh, Cackling know. away. I mean, she's got a great personality, but that laugh. No strong feelings. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah. I'll take those for you. This is Hellfire and Damnation.
In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Ooh, you've put... Irons that do little iron shits on your shirt when you're about to put them on for work. Okay. Do you ever um, get this? No, because we've got a clean iron that isn't rusty inside. No, this isn't rusty inside. Well, why is it doing little iron shits then? Well, I, I think... It, that's that's the new iron you need there, mate. It's coming out of the steam holes. I just have. I think it's just calcified. Um, is uh, it brown? I don't know. It's just okay. Well, I seem it, to. It could, could be white actually on on, on a dark shirt. Uh, yeah, but then you need to put some descaler in and then use distilled water. Oh, um, you've got all the answers, haven't you? You can have more domestic tips from the promoter mouth if you stay tuned. Yep. I seem to have disappointed it, you with the knowledge that you you so craved. I didn't so crave it. I'm just saying, when irons do that, it's not very nice. No. And it's not even good luck. It's not, no. no. When a seagull shits, does little shits when you're ironing it, yeah. apparently you're going to have a good day at work. Anyway, well, I, I, yeah. Well, well, thanks for enlightening me about... Uh, do you, you don't you, take the trouble to... You look disappointed. You're telling me you clean the insides of an iron? No, you use distilled water, and then that doesn't calcify like uh, the all the lime scale build up. And then, how did you learn this guy? The hard way. No, by reading the instructions, Pablo. What you read iron instructions? You only have to read. Them, you only have to read them once. You get an iron. You think, well, how do you work this? Where's the instructions? Um, no, but that is that's just uh, the way of the world, my friend. I'm not having it. Well, well, you're going to have little shits on your shirt then, if you're not having that. Sorry. Well, they can go into hellfire and damnation. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to press the button now. Which one are you going to press? No, not that one. <laughs> See, it's not easy, is it? There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Pablo. I've put Facebook Marketplace toss pots again. Oh. I was trying to sell. I'm trying to sell something on Facebook. A rowing machine, Pablo. I don't think you should sell your own machine, guy. Why? <laughs> Why shouldn't I sell it? I can't sell it. Just, just, just use it. <laughs> well, and a, 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 it's only like twenty quid or something. The bloke goes, "Oh, can I? Oh, is it still available? Oh, yes, it's still available. Do you want it? Oh, can I pick it up Sunday? Yes, you can pick it up Sunday, uh, and then nothing. And then it was like, uh, "Do you still want it? Nothing." Do you still want it? Because I've had other people asking. Nothing. And then finally I just said, uh, last call, nothing. Yeah. And he's reading it because you can see he's picked yeah, up yeah. all the messages. And so finally I just said, a simple yes or no would have been helpful. Do your parents know you're using the internet? And then I just <laughs> blocked him. <laughs> what a twat. I mean, that is just I'll tell you what, not grown-up behaviour, is it? I, I need a new fridge for my, my caffeine lower stuff, and I've um, I messaged about four or five people, and I've just got radio silence. I don't, I can't, I'm not paying for a new one. Some people but, don't, um, some people just don't have Messenger. They don't realise, they put it on there, and then all the messages go through Messenger. But this bloke was reading them. He He started the conversation. Right. If you imagine that happened in real life, not on the internet, yeah, yeah. there'd be a lot of gormless twats walking around, wouldn't there, just ignoring each other. God, there's a lot of garbage twats out there. I was in the gym the other day, and there's like, you know, when you maybe you don't know, but if 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 you wanting to use a machine and there's somebody near the machine, um, 
you, you, out of courtesy, you have to say, are you, are you using this, mate? Because there might just be in between reps. And there was a guy, young guy, he wasn't near the machine, he walked near it, and he was stood near it, he hadn't sat down on it, and he was just sort of looking into the distance with his mouth open and sort of dribbling a little bit. And I, and I thought, oh, what's, what's he doing? Is he actually using this or what? And I haven't got long. So I went over and said, excuse me, are you using this? And he went, yeah, like that, really aggressively. <laughs> so I'm, like, Look, I'm, not, I'm not fucking clairvoyant, and I have just asked you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's the can I just just rewind a little bit? Was the dribbling a little bit detail added just for for effect or was he was he actually dribbling or were you just trying to paint a picture of somebody who's a proper gormless meat, meathead? Was he dribbling? Uh from his mouth. <laughs> from any any orifice. <laughs> He's dribbling a bit. I love that. Yeah, he looked a bit gormless. And then he dragged his knuckles all the way across the floor. No, no, he was just no, he was a youngster, wasn't he? With a you know you know, he was just a youngster. Yeah. Like, like just and there's more of them turning up now looking at their phones in the, uh, Do you know how I avoid that sort rooms? of that sort of thing? By not going to the gym. Yes, absolutely. You should use your sorry, you're not going to the gym and you're selling your bloody rowing machine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go on. What's wrong with that? I don't know. It's fine. I bought it. I bought it thinking it would be a good idea, and then I realised I don't do any exercise. So <laughs> you fucking don't. Anyway, <laughs> no, you've put aubergine dickhead. Oh yeah, yeah. Going back to uh, uh did you see this bloke? The uh, the uh, producer. I forget, I forget. I forget his name. I'll have to look it up. He's the producer of this morning, right? And uh, the the. Uh, Journalist caught on to the fact that he's he, he's the producer, probably the uh, architect of all of this bollocks that's going on, and how it's been played out. Um, not the architects of the alleged nonsense, but like the you know all, all of these scripted "Hello, are you okay?" and all of this nonsense. Oh, that yeah, 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 and uh, and there's toxic culture and all of that. Journalist stuck a, a, a microphone in front of his face and said, uh, you got anything to say about the toxic culture? And he goes, and he, and he says, uh, I'll tell you what's toxic. Aubergines. Aubergines. I can't stand them. Do you think they're toxic? Like that. The bloke looked like a complete lunatic. And he, he, he might as well have said, yes, the, the culture's toxic, and it's because of me, I'm a bit of a dick. Mm. Have you seen that? No, I'll I haven't stick, seen I'll, that. I'll stick it on a page. But okay. I, but it's just... Bizarre behaviour. Isn't an aubergine the emoji for a penis? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't go in the same sites as you. No, no. If you send somebody a picture of an aubergine and a peach, yeah, go and look that up. Well, I'll, I'll look it up, Kai. Yeah, yeah. Don't send it to me I'll, though. I'll just stay off the same pages as you. Don't send it to me. <laughs> um. Let's plug our gigs, Pablo. That's uh, that's time to move on. Yeah, let's let's crack um, on. What have you got coming up? Eighth uh, of July at the uh, Kitchener's Memorial uh, Centre in Lowestoft, opposite Claremont Pier. Um, charity gig. Oh. Uh, Danny Postal, Justin Banks, John Mann, Paul Ricketts. Oh yeah, and uh, on on that same day, yes. If, if you can't wait to see Danny Postal headline, you can see him in Wingfield. He's opening in Wingfield on July the eighth for me. Yeah, but if you live anywhere near Lowestoft, it's for charity. But then on July the 6th and 7th, I've got Scott Bennett. That is really good, actually. In Beckles and yeah. in Chedgrave. At the moment, Chedgrave's selling really well. Sold nearly half the tickets already S- with a month to go. 6th and 7th, right, yeah. OK. Beckles on the 6th, Chedgrave yeah. on the 7th. 
uh, shaftofwit.com is where you go and have a look to see what's on. Please get a ticket if you're if you're local, um, or even if you're not, travel. And this brings us on to our final little section, which is contrition. Uh, we yes. apologise for things that we've wronged, and you yeah. felt a bit guilty last week, I, didn't you? Well, yeah, I don't normally name. Well, you, I, I wasn't going to name the uh, establishment, but then you did. No, I didn't. You did. Oh, it's not called Limbs. What's it called? He doesn't own it anymore. Oh, right. Well, everyone knows which one it is. Well, we're not saying, we're not, we, we, let's not say what it's called. Well, it's I'm, not I'm, Limbs. All right. Look, let's just get to the apology. I was moaning about their fun size uh, fish. You did their, say their, they, their, the their, fish their, and chips was beautiful. You did say that. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. balance. Yeah, I did. And I, and I was moaning about the price and the size of Shrinkflation. the fish. Shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. And it is rampant. But, not all, a few days after watching it, after after saying that, um, on the telly, on the local news, there was some guy in a fish and chip shop uh, in North Norfolk saying, oh, might have to close the cost of potatoes, the cost of uh, fuel, all of the rest of it, having to put my prices up just to make ends meet. And, and I felt a bit bad, really. I thought, well, there, there are a lot of businesses out there having it tough with the cost of fuel and that kind of thing. Um yeah, for, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I prefer a bigger fish. Yeah, but if you go to, let's say you go to the White Horse, for example, and you get his cod and chips with yeah. mushy peas, whatever they've got, yeah. that's not a very small piece of fish. Yeah, yeah. They're able to do it. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Well, yeah, that's not helped your apology so, at all, well, has I, it? I have apologised. No, if you, go, if you go up there, honestly, a yeah. big bit of cod, some lovely fat chips... It's a good, good cod lot that. It is, but it doesn't taste the same as when you get out of the chippy. I will say, whilst it is nice, they're, they're fair from the white horse. Um, if you want fish and chips, you get it from a chippy. Do you know what I love? I still prefer to get it, even if it's a, uh, you know, what I love small. about Loddon Chip Shop is the chips are cooked, I think, in beef dripping. Oh well, that's that's nice. So if you've got a vegetarian, somebody was telling me. Sorry, go on. No, was it, was it related? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, some place in North Norfolk knocking out chips. How much did we you, you say the chips were? Um, what isn't limbs anymore? For, for uh, a a small bag of chips is two fifty, and a yeah. large one's I think three ninety, or maybe just under that. Yeah, seven pound fifty in North Norfolk you now. Bag of chips. Yeah, seven pounds fifty for a yeah. bag of chips. Yeah, if you want a bag of large chips, seven pound fifty. That's festival prices, mate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. My God. Mm. That's what you'd expect to pay at a football ground or something. I mean, I don't know what the rent is. I was thinking about this. I mean, rent for commercial premises has, hasn't really gone up. I know this because that's what mm. business I'm in for a day job. What? So, I mean, have potatoes doubled in price? Is that really your most expensive thing with chips? I think the transportation of them and stuff, maybe it's gone up. I don't notice it. But rates is quite high, though. You know, if you if you want to own a business, I don't know if it changes on the size of the business, but it's like ten grand a year business rates in a lot on. Yeah, but it hasn't gone up enough for you to shrink your chips and fish by half, though, has it? I don't know. But that's what the bloke on the telly was saying. Like it has, but um, I mean, from, what, is... from, from what I know about retail, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of an apology you've made, but now now you start to question it again. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, local fish and chip shop. Just give me a bigger portion. Just give me some more chips yeah. and a bigger piece of fish yeah. and and some free poppadoms. I'd, I'd rather be charged a little bit more for a normal size fish. Yeah. Or two. You know what I mean? It is a treat. It's and about I a tenner now, it. though, isn't it? It'd be about a tenner for fish and chips. Yeah. I, you know, I'd, I'd rather, I mean, it cost me a tenner for a shit kebab today. So I'd, I'd, I'd rather pay sort of £13 and have a decent-sized fish. What a wonderful way to end a podcast. Yeah, talking about the price of fish again. Yeah, talking yeah. about the price. It's clearly been playing on your mind, Pablo, and I'm glad yes. you've got that off your chest. Yeah. I've not got anyone to apologise to this week because, yeah, sure like I say, I'm a better man. I, I, I haven't got anything wrong this week. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I said anything out of turn. No, you read it all out. Yeah. I have the power. I wonder what I wonder what the podcast would be like if you edited it. Yeah. You, you wouldn't be working at a comedy store anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wind this one down and let's uh, say goodbye. And just remind people that we have a Patreon page. And if you go on there, you can subscribe for £4 a month. Um, you can listen to everything for free uh, but we put some extra content in that you can only access if you're a patreon and thank you to all our patreons for the lovely support that you give us uh, it does mean a huge amount to us and we're, we're glad you're enjoying it isn't that right yes absolutely it is yeah so let's uh just wind it down thank you for listening everyone that's episode number 25 wow onwards and upwards yeah Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.